and a little preseason interview with Hanley head football coach Larry Strain. Coach, you're entering your 22nd year as a head coach. How hungry and motivated are you at the start of this season, maybe compared to earlier in your career? And where does that motivation come from now? Well, you know, the motiv- you had to go back if you're going to talk about motivation for a career. You know, when I first got in this thing to be a head football coach, it was because, you know, my own children was getting old enough to play in, in high school sports. And obviously you, you have the desire for want them to have a great opportunity and great high school experience and play in high school sports. So I, I guess I got into it for selfish reasons. And I can remember that time when Trey Strain in 2006 graduated and football season is over. And now, the, which I still had my girls playing basketball, but that 2007 season football was the hardest season for me to coach football. And you get close to kids. And when you get close to kids, and if you're a coach, you obviously love to compete and you have that desire to be successful. And that's what keeps driving you year in and year out. And especially when you win a couple state championships, you know, it's always that thrill of wanting to get back to that level. And, that, and that's that's one of the fires that, that's in me to, you know, to to be competitive because I'm a competitive person. Uh, Trey actually says it best. His only competition is making money. You get to compete every Friday night. And, you know, I think if you're really a high school coach, that's what you better be in for, in for into this occupation for it's because you want to compete, and, that, and that's what motivates me and drives me. Coach, there's seems to be a lot few, fewer holds maybe this year in, in this roster compared to the last two seasons. Could you say that this is your most talented team since the state championship? It, it's, it's the most talented team and the most experienced team since 2016. Now, as far as talent-wise, that may be of, of some debate, but it's no doubt the most experienced team since 2016. 2016, of course, everybody knows the story. We lost 27 seniors, only had three kids that seen any meaningful playing time whatsoever uh, that was coming back in 2017. Now, um, I had a lot of – I had a pretty good many seniors actually in 2017, but none of those guys, none of those juniors had ever seen the field. And then, you know, I kind of had another – pretty large junior and senior class that's graduated the last two years. And it put us in a situation where we had to start, I know, five games last year. We started five ninth graders. One game we uh, started six ninth graders because of injury. And so that puts experience back on the field for us now because those kids have already went through a season, played more than what a ninth grader typically plays. Of course, the old adage, the old rule for every ninth grader, tenth grader that you play, that's a game that you're going to lose. But uh, and, and, and it, it's, it's pretty close to that every, each and every time that I've ever compared it. But it is an advantage to you when you have ninth graders that play. That means that kid is going to get to start if somebody don't beat him out of his position for four years, and that is a huge advantage to your football team when you got got experience. A lot of young talent, as you talked about, just 10 seniors on the spring roster. You mentioned some of the advantages of that. What are other disadvantages? Well, you know, other disadvantages, it's still when you're playing young kids, even though they're experienced, they're still – 
going to make some mistakes that sometime a, a veteran player might not it, make. But it really comes down to the mentality. You know, when you're taking a 15-, 16-year-old kid and competing him, and he's having to compete against 17, 18, and in some cases, 19-year-old kids, and, and those 19-year-olds are now men. And some of those kids that are 16 are still going through adolescence. And it's, it's, it's a lot of difference between a 19-year-old and a 16-year-old as far as maturity, as far as physicality, as far as how mentally tough that he is. So there's still some disadvantages there for being young. But it is exciting when you get to have young kids because that is the future of your program. What is something from this summer that's made a positive impression on you about this football team? What is something that gives you causes for concern as well? Well, I'm going to talk about the concern to start with. And, and I, I've talked to many different high school coaches um, in the last several weeks. Everybody's having problems at summer workouts. So, and, it, and it's not Hanley kids, Randolph County High School kids, Wadley kids, Woodland kids. But it, it's, it's all over the state. It has to do with our society today. Society has, has came, uh, came to a point that nobody really wants to work. Nobody wants the blue-collar jobs every, anymore. Everybody wants to be the white-collar guy that tells somebody else how's, how to do it. And it has a lot to do, in some cases, with technology. But it affects us as a football program because kids – now have too many things and choices that they can make and do during the summertime. So our summer program is not where we want it to be. Not that what we're doing is not. It's the attendance level uh, of our kids coming and being committed to what we uh, need to do in order for us to be successful. And that's and, and it's a numbers thing, too. It is affecting our numbers because – People now that don't want to work, you know, my first two years here, I had 78 and 75. and the third year, I had 73 players, and we're down into the high 50s. And it comes back to people don't want to work. Football is a working sport. You have to work at it to be good. And so that's the negative side that I see, and, and, and we deal with it every day during the summer. And really – we're excited about school starting. The reason why we're excited about school starting is, is we got we got a captive audience here. They have to come to school. They have to come to my class fifth period to get ready. So you have, you know, very few absences once school starts. But it's hard to get that kid up early in the morning and getting him for the workouts. The positive part that I've seen we we've went to uh, we've had three seven on seven events since since I've been here this summer. Uh, one of them we had here at our place where our whole team was involved, and we got to compete against some other high schools in some 7-on-7, 11-on-11, even O-line, D-line stuff. And we went to Sanford, and then, um, matter of fact, about a week ago we went to Piedmont, and our kids really competed well in all three areas there. And, you know, that's the big thing that you really want to see out of this competition for the summer is uh, we're excited about how competitive our kids are and it comes back to that experience and have been there and done that before. So some of those kids that were ninth graders got to play in those games, they get another opportunity to compete 
and, uh, and and we're excited about our future because of the competitiveness of this bunch. Take one position on each side of the football. What is going to be the most competitive for a starting position? <clears throat> well, the most competitive on the offensive side is no doubt it's the quarterback position. Um, you know, right now we got two guys that's out there that are two totally different type of guys. We got the Cofield kid that, you know, has probably got more experience than the Taste Sneed kid that, uh, you know, far as running our offense. But he is a, you know, probably got a stronger arm than Tay. And, but then Tay is probably, uh, he's, he's got better feet, got better legs, can get himself out of trouble easier, but probably don't make the, the best decisions always versus the Cofield kid. So, uh, you know, that's the, that's the big competition. You know, the biggest thing is, is, you know, both of them are, are very good quarterbacks, and, and, uh, and we're going to use one of them, whoever's not the main guy. And you may see us running two quarterbacks during the season, depending on what we want to do offensively. So that's really the, the most competitive, you know, starting spot. Now, there's going to be some spots on the offensive line and at the wide receiver spots, I think, that's going to be – pretty good competition there too that it's some question marks that's not been answered you know as far as on the defensive side uh you know it's, it's really hard to say I, I would say that the biggest competition in those positions is going to have to be at the inside linebacker spot not necessarily because somebody which nobody's earned a position but you know coming out of spring we had a pretty good feel who our inside linebackers are going to be but right now because of injury we don't know who those people are going to be. We have an injury to the Christian Jones kid that probably was going to start in there. He uh, Back during uh, summer competition in basketball, he, he breaks a bone in his leg, and he's been in a um, cast or been in a splint all summer. So now somebody's he, he's probably not going to get to play the first or second game of the season. So who's that guy going to be? So there's several competition there between some younger kids and uh, – to see who gets to fill that role. Then when he does get back, can he retake his spot or has the other kid done moved ahead because they've been lifting weights all summer and, and getting better at it. So that, I think that's the two main spots. What effect has all the attention on Dylan Brooks had on the t football team this summer? Well, well I, I think that it's, it's, it's been a positive. And, there, and I say that because now all these other kids see that from Hanley High School, you can go play at an Alabama, you can go play at a Clemson, or you can go play at a Georgia. Uh, I think that it's made some of our kids uh, realize they're going to get seen and that uh, if they're, they're going to have to turn that film on to watch Dylan Brooks, and when they are, they're going to see a Jake Cottle or a Maude Staples or a Caleb Drake or a Devontae Houston. And so I think that uh, it's kind of up to Annie for some. Um, but now it has been a whirlwind since uh, all this has happened with Dylan. We've traveled a little bit all over the southeast, to be honest with you, and there's some of the people want us to travel out west and up north. But uh, I think it's definitely a positive for us. Coach, you've had uh, a few changes on your coaching staff. Let's talk a little bit about those. All right, we had James McMurray that left earlier in, in the summer to get into, um, back into construction. He's got uh, his family's in the construction business, and he's kind of got it in his blood. Hey, James really loves, loves coaching, and, uh, but, you know, he felt like this was an opportunity for him to do something else. He was really torn between staying in education or 
getting into construction work. So he opted to take it. He got offered a job. He took it. And so uh, we replaced the offensive line with Chris White, who was my defensive coordinator when we were at White Plains together. And and Chris brings, a, uh, I think he's 22, 23 years of experience to the program. You know, he's he's been in some successful programs. He was with Brody Kroll and them when, when they were – competing for a state championship, and I think that was in 92, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm not sh- sure if that's exactly right. But uh, um, when they was up there at Westbrook Christian, and then, he, of course, he's been to several other stops. The latest, he's been at White Plains, where he became a head coach there after I left White Plains. And so he knows how to run the overall program. Uh, very knowledgeable, very energetic type guy that uh, that's going to really help us out. The other spot that we hired wasn't because of a coaching vacancy. Matter of fact, uh, um, a year or two ago, Randy Hill left us, and we never replaced that coaching spot. We have Tory Pike that's coming in from Lone Cane Middle that uh, was the head uh, junior high coach down there, and it was really just an added bonus to us because of the position that he is teaching, that we didn't have a coach in that spot. So that gave us an extra guy. He brings some experience, too, because he's – you know, he's been a head guy in his junior high program where he had to run the whole program, too. Plus, he played college ball at LaGrange College, too. So, that that's always a positive. Them guys that play in the college uh, ranks, uh, you have to learn the game of football so much more than somebody that doesn't play. Coach, let's talk a little bit about uh, your feelings on the region and where you think the Hanley Tigers fit in. Well, you know, your goal, first of all, is always to win, to win – to win the region, you know, and I would have to start off saying who's got the upper hand or who's got the biggest advantage or the team to beat would probably have to be Lincoln. You know, last year Lincoln was our one seed. They did lose some to graduation. The main kid they lost that hurt us so bad was actually the kicker that kept us pinned back all night. And, and if they got close, that he kicked the field goal. And uh, <clears throat> I think that uh, Lincoln is, is the team that you have to look at first. But really our – whole league is is pretty equal to be honest with you you know hopeful had their best season in years they've had some move-ins this past summer that from some other pretty high profile programs that's come in because of the success they're going to have and we're going to find them early we're going to play them in the first region ball game of course you know Childersburg beat us last year and so they're always a talented bunch you never can overlook them and then Elmore County's got a First-year head guy last year, he'll be a second guy. So they're going to have much improvements there. I think they'll be a threat. And then you look at Leeds. Um, Leeds gets a, you know, Coach Hood that comes out of um, Birmingham. I think it's Clay Chalkful, very successful high school coach. You know, he, he's done, been there and done that before. So he, he's he's going to improve Leeds as well. And Talladega now is – is as talented team as anybody that you want to play. But um, if anybody's keeping up with high school sports in the last couple of weeks, you know, Coach Darby had left to take the White Plains job and then it didn't, didn't get hired. And, and then he wasn't allowed to come back to Talladega. So they've got a new coach over there in Shannon Felder who played at Alabama and been an experienced high school coach at, at – uh, um, he was most around this area known for being at Donahoe High School. I don't think that's where he's leaving for comeback from this. Uh, so he's kind of the unknown. The good thing about 
Talladega is. We play them week nine. And so it's not – I would be a lot more worried if we was playing them week one of the region because you wouldn't have any film or have any ideas what's going to go on because they're going to change. And you get Talladega here too. We get Talladega here too. But I'm not saying I'm not saying they're not going to be good. It just I would be a lot more worried about it if I didn't know what offense or defense he was running going in the game too because I know that he's going to save what he's really doing for that first region ball game is what he's going to do. Well, Coach, that's going to do it. We appreciate you uh, joining us here in our preseason interview as we highlight our Hanley football Tigers and wish you and the Hanley team the best of luck. Thank you, sir. We sure enjoyed it.